Hello and welcome to The Sleep Mums. Right then, dummies. Sorry, I'm not talking about you lovely lot, obviously. I'm talking about those little suckers that can make a parent's life both bearable and sometimes totally unbearable. I'm Kat Cuby, broadcaster and word comforter, and this is Sarah Carpenter, baby sleep soother to the stars. <laughs> I can possibly talk about that. <laughs> Off the record? <laughs> Absolutely not. Completely confidential. <laughs> this is definitely on the record. <laughs> As you may have guessed from the intro there, or perhaps more likely the title of this podcast, this week we're talking about dummies and how, if you're ready, best to ditch them. Our episode on props versus comforters started to look at some of the differences between positive sleep associations and ones that can sometimes start to make things a wee bit harder where sleep is concerned. So if you've not, it's worth having a wee listen to that one too. Now though, let's take you through the dummy detox. So first of all, Sarah, I think one of the biggest questions in all of this is when is the right time? Like a lot of parenting things often, I I think the build-up to change is like the most daunting part of it. Like a lot of parents really worry about taking away a dummy or a soother because either they have bedtime routine totally nailed and so they're worried about taking it away and upsetting it all or they don't and they're having trouble with bedtime and sleep and they reckon it's going to make it worse. So when is the right time? In a nutshell, there is no right time. It is completely up to you guys. This is something that I talk to a lot of people about and something that I went through myself with my middle one. And I'm guilty of the fact that I took his away probably five or six times and kept going back to it. And actually, on one occasion, went back to it after speaking to a consultant who said that for him and his um, personality, the sucking motion was really important for that part of his brain. A medical consultant. Yes, sorry. So, you know, that, that put another spin on it for me and he did get it back. The important thing is, and the advice that I would give to all parents, is think about the fact that you gave your child that dummy. So then, you know, you've they've built this attachment and you need to do it at the right time for everybody to get through it. So, you know, you're looking for the time when you've got the time to take it away, when your baby has an understanding of that if they've got to that age. So basically, if it's under six months, you know, you're just going to take it away and it's going to be absolutely fine. Over six months, it's a little bit more of addiction, a bit more of a habit. But it really is whenever you are ready. You know, from a dental point of view now, dummies don't have the same negative impact on teeth as long as they're not walking around with it in their mouth all the time. It's not going to affect their language. So think about the use of it rather than the age that you're going to take it away. I think it's really important because we sort of have a bit of a weird relationship with dummies. Like it's almost a bit like, I don't know, that they're sort of some sort of illegal or like illicit thing. Like we feel naughty about them, I guess, because culturally there's been this sort of societal thing. I mean, even the fact that they are called dummies sort of suggests that they're like this stupid thing, but they're not naughty and they're not bad. They are an amazing tool like having you know used one with my son and it being an absolute lifesaver 
I, you know, I, I can holler about the virtues of them, but there are also points that they, they, they can start to cause problems. But I think the start point is to go, yeah, these are not bad things. Don't feel bad about it. But if you feel like you and baby are going to be in a better position, if, if they don't have it, then go for it. So talk, having talked about my son, obviously we found that about five months we were, he was waking up and needing it to go back to sleep. And he was waking up more and more regularly. And so obviously at your recommendation, we took it away and I thought it was going to be an absolute disaster. And yeah, we did have a couple of tough nights, but he got over it so unbelievably quickly. So he, it was away for him by, by six months. Whereas I know that if you kind of wait a wee bit later than that, and I've got plenty of pals whose kids are you know, two or three and still very attached to their dummies. It's a bit of a different process. So I guess to summarize, there isn't a right time apart from when's right for you, because also you will go through, whether it is pre six months or post, there is going to be a wee bit of unsettledness, but you will get through it. Or And also, just as you mentioned at the beginning there, you know, just because you start to do it and it doesn't work, that's also not a bad thing as well. You can come back to it. It's exactly the same as all of these things when there are changes. It's all right to kind of gently test the water, see if it works. And if it doesn't, and you're like, do you know what? I'm not ready. Baby's not ready. And then come back to it when you do feel that you are. Um, And that's also part of the process as well, because it is almost like a gradual moving away. Yeah, definitely. You know, you have to look at the bigger picture and it can even be as simple as, you've thought, okay, I'm really ready to get rid of this dummy now. And then you look in, you look at your calendar and in two weeks' time, you're going to be away on holiday or something. And Holidays? Remember those? <laughs> one day, one day in the future. Um, you know, and you don't want to have that disruption at a time when you're doing, when you've got other plans. So, yeah, it's, it is important just to look at it. And it's also important just to be realistic about what you're doing, you know, it's so easy, and we did talk about this a lot in the Props versus Com- Comforters episode. It it was your choice to give that particular soother, and would you be taking it away if it was a blanket or a teddy? Would you be removing it at this time? And if the answer is no, then you've got to really think about why you're taking it away, and is it for the right reasons? And what will what are the right reasons? Well. The right reasons for taking away a dummy would be if you were getting up repeatedly just to replace the dummy, if baby was becoming more reliant on the dummy than feeding. So, you know, for example, starting to reduce the amount of milk that they're taking from a bottle or disinterested in breastfeeding, then you might remove the dummy from that point of view. But the main reason really is that you know, they're not keeping that dummy in, they're not able to find it themselves. So you're actually getting up to replace a dummy rather than getting up because they need you. So that's more likely to happen when they're kind of under a year, probably. Not necessarily. It's quite common for any age of child to become quite irate when they can't find their dummy immediately. You know, it's not in that sort of sleepy phase, even for a one, two-year-old. They're not honed in to finding it immediately. And it can become a bit of a battle where, you know, they're shouting on you to come and find the thing that they need. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, they might have that sort of temper tantrum in in the night where they throw the dummy out of the cot. And they're then relying on you to come back and get it for them. Yeah, starting to, and do that because they want you to come and do that. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a control thing. Mm-hmm. 
knowing when to get rid of a dummy or not knowing a definitive answer, knowing that it is more about choice is a starting point. But if you don't know where to begin and actually doing it, it's probably not going to pacify you as a parent. So next up, how the hell do I actually do it? Once I've made the decision and I reckon me and my baby are ready. Sarah, what do I do? So you've got choices. Under six months, I would say definitely just go cold turkey. Take the dummy away, put them all in the bin and make sure before you put them in the bin, you cut the ends off because you don't want to be tempted to fish it out of the bin and give it back. At that point, it's almost probably as much a parent addiction, right? Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, And make sure that you search the whole entire house because there's nothing more (laughs) than thinking that you've got rid of them all and then a sibling or a walking baby suddenly finds a random dummy that they've hidden somewhere and pops it straight back in and that's you back to the beginning again but do you remember when we were doing our photo shoot for the sleep mums and I went in we were like oh it would be funny to do a dummy and I went into my bedside drawer and there was a dummy I was like oh I forgot about that one That's right, and that was quite a few years later, wasn't it? So yeah, so definitely cold turkey. And then when when you're at an age where you can actually have a discussion with the child, then you want to be able to really sit down, um, talk about the process, talk about what you're going to do. There's some really good books out there. Um, One of my favourite ones is The Last Nunu. And it's just, it's such a good way of helping a child to understand the process and what's going to happen. Lots of positive encouragement and reinforcement. So don't make it a negative. You know, don't say things like you need to get rid of your dummy because dummies are for babies. You don't want to be using terms like that. So, you know, make it a positive thing. Use reward charts. Um, you can, there's lots of places that have these sort of dummy walls where you can take the dummy and you can leave it for an animal or some someone else. A lot of people would use Christmas time or Easter time. So, that, you know, the Easter bunny comes and takes the dummy or Santa takes the dummies away. If there's a new sibling in the house, then quite often people will say, you know, they need it more than you now. So are we going to give it up? Again, that's one that you do need to be a little bit careful with because you don't want any resentment around that. So just think about the sort of individual personalities when you're using that type of thing. But yeah, certainly for for the littler ones, you are going cold turkey. And it's really important to remember this three to five day rule. You know, you are going to have a couple of unsettled nights. But the main thing is that you are going to get through that. It seems to me like there's a wee bit of a a wasteland of dummies, though. Where so pre six months, you can kind of take it away. They they lack a bit of object permanence at that point, and then over say eighteen months, depending on language and things like that, then you're having conversations or at least able to kind of explain a bit better. What do you do between six months and eighteen months? Do you just go? Do you just accept that? dummy is sticking around for that stage or what yeah I mean that is a tough time because they are far more aware but they don't have the understanding so no I'm not saying that you have to just stick it out until 18 months what I would say is you have to be prepared for it being a little bit harder to remove within that sort of age bracket it's not impossible um you know I've supported a lot of families and we've removed it and it's been absolutely fine but I guess you have to be more aware of your tolerance levels because you could end up with a night or two where baby is really really unsettled and shouty about it but it's not impossible. I've heard a lot of people going on fairy trails and things like that or putting it under the pillow. 
Yeah, things like that. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alfie took his one of his to um, the fairy tale at Archerfield, and he left it. We we weren't even aware that he was doing it, and it wasn't until we got in the car he said, "I gave the fairies my dummy," and we were both kind of going, "What? We haven't planned for this at all." But it, it was just in his head he'd made the decision, and that was on the back of us um, reading the last Nunu quite a lot, um, and so he just decided that he was ready. So that. That can be amazingly powerful if you do have a slightly older child, if you are using books that ultimately they make the decision rather than it being something that you've decided. Definitely, definitely. And believe me, I think if Alfie found a dummy now, age seven, he would still put it back in his mouth. <laughs> he was a proper addicted dummy boy. We all have our vices. So there are many worse things than dummies. <laughs> If you're worrying about trying to take a dummy away, you're probably going to spend a wee bit of time worrying about whether it was the right thing to give your baby in the first place. I know I did. I agonised over it with my daughter who ultimately didn't take one and still sucks her fingers and I wish to goodness I had given her a dummy. And I was totally delighted when my son actually did. But then I did spend a bunch of time worrying about whether I should have given it to him in the first place. So Sarah, for the parents wondering if they did the wrong thing, giving their baby a dummy, did they? No, absolutely not. You gave your baby a dummy because it was the right thing for you and your baby at the time. And it can be a million different reasons. You know, a lot of people will give a dummy because they're trying to help develop the sock. Um, It can also be a really good tool for reflux and wind. And it could just be that actually you like dummies and you just wanted your baby to have a dummy. You know, there's a lot of people who just actually want them to have that as their comfort or that's their choice and they want them to have it. Um, so no, there's never a wrong reason for giving it. It's always the right reason because you as parents have made that choice. When um, my kids were wee, um, we've, we've got family abroad and I think it's quite, a, there's a bit of a cultural thing like, that with my daughter who didn't have one. Everywhere we went, they would say, why has she not got a dummy? Why has this baby not got a dummy? Because every single baby in that country has a dummy. And so it's just a bit of a weird relationship we have in, in some some places definitely here in the UK um, but I know elsewhere as well it's also you know in a lot of other countries they're called soothers yeah they're not called dummies and I do think that makes a massive difference you know people take that the dummy is a negative word whereas actually calling it a soother it becomes a completely different type of tool so yeah again as we've discussed about quite a lot of things related to babies and children just change the name (laughs) you're gonna have a whole different outlook yeah totally I was thinking about that actually when we were talking about doing this as well about the different names because you know I love a pun but also pacifier sort of sounds awful too because it's it just sounds like I don't know. I think when you use the word pacifier it definitely sounds like you're sticking it in their mouth to keep Uh them quiet and that's not the case at all you know it's yeah like we've just commented on you know a dummy can be used for wind it can really help with wind and it can really help with reflux pain as well. Now, they're really positive things to help with. It's not a negative to help a baby not be in pain. So again, yeah, it's definitely, it's the way the words sound that make it a negative thing. Shall we start a campaign? <laughs> to call soothers. Sleep Month yeah. Soothers. That could be part of our merch. Um, 
I was going to say something else. What was it? Um, it's gone. Anyway, parents, you did not do the wrong thing in giving it in the first place. Uh, please don't feel bad about it. And as I say, I, I wish to goodness that I had done with my daughter. <laughs> Next up is a top sleep mums tip. It is the sleep mums golden rule. So Sarah, tell me, what is that? The good old three to five day rule. Love it. Nearly as much as I love consistency. Oh, I thought you were going to say me there. <laughs> <laughs> of course you as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously as we talk about a lot, you know, you are looking to to detox, you are looking at three to five days. I, I'll be completely honest with you, it could be a really, really tough three to five days, depending on the age of your little one, but it, it will be three to five days. And as we've kind of touched on a little bit, if in that three to five days you wobble and decide that actually you're not ready, it's okay to go backwards. You know, you, nobody's holding a gun to your head and saying that you've got to take this dummy away. So if you are all finding it too much, don't do it. But equally, if you're taking it away because you feel like baby's waking you up 10 million times a night to replace it, you've got to weigh up if you're going to have the stamina to get through the three to five days for the long-term gain. So think about why. Often in these cases, it is always a bit of a false economy. And I've been there so many times with both my kids that you're too exhausted to make the changes, but you know that by not making the changes, sometimes that is what is making you exhausted. But you 100% have to be in the right frame of mind to do it. And, you know, there is never any harm in saying, you know, I'm not ready. And um, but I think that buffer zone, as we've spoken about, and again, another episode that if you've not listened to is the Sleep Mum's Golden Rule, that buffer of the three to five days. If you have that in your head, probably go for the five days. So if it's shorter, that then you will be positively surprised. But so if you have that buffer in your head and you go, right, OK, I don't know, I'm starting this on a Monday and hopefully by Friday we're going to be in a better position. Or by the weekend um and I think that can be really helpful that's why it is a top tip from us and why it's you know it's it's a good idea to have a plan and that is part of the plan yeah definitely I think always have that goal in your head and the end timing and yeah starting I always recommend any of these things starting either on a Friday or a Monday because you know if you start on the Friday you're doing it over the weekend when hopefully neither of you are working. And if you start on a Monday, then you know that it's that week. You're doing it for a week and then you're going to be on the home straight and it'll be fine. I'm a big fan of star charts for parents as well. <laughs> so like when you are going through something, you know, whether it is changing the dummy or any of these things that you might want to, you know, invoke the three to five day rule that you do reward yourself for getting through things just wee things you know it might be a nice day takeaway coffee or I'm obsessed with salted caramel lint that's my <laughs> parent star chart treat but yeah any of these things you know it is a process for you too and yeah you should definitely celebrate your baby in in them achieving milestones but also celebrate yourself as well <laughs> Just like any human changing a behaviour, distraction is often the best remedy. So lastly, let's look at whether you should replace the dummy. And I don't mean 11 billion times a night, which you may have been doing anyway. I mean, should you exchange a dummy for something else? And if so, 
isn't that just giving baby another sleep prop, which is what you're trying to get away from? Yeah, I mean, this is something that you really do have to think about. If you're removing the dummy because you don't want them to have any comforters, then you're not going to replace it. If you're removing the dummy because you've been replacing the dummy, then you could definitely replace it with something else. And I would say, you know, start to sort of phase it in when you make the decision that you're going to get rid of the dummy a couple of weeks before you actually take it away, start to phase something else in. So it could be a muslin, it could be one of the little kind of, um, you know, again, using my hands, little blanket things with the animal head. It could be a jelly cat bunny, whatever. Quite often babies will take another comforter and then start to suck on that. So, you know, suddenly a rabbit's ear or corner of a muslin will become the thing that goes in the mouth. So you do have to think if you're removing it because you don't like them sucking something, don't replace it. But it is absolutely fine to replace with another comforter if you're not bothered about them having a comforter. Uh, just talking about sucking ears and stuff. No, sorry, that sounds like <laughs> that's a different podcast. Uh, no, so my we did swap my sons for a comforter and uh, he does sort of, he doesn't quite sook properly on it, but he kind of does a weird kind of uh, uh, like sort of sooking action without actually sucking it. But um, it stinks. And that is the thing. I'm, I'm like, how could you put that anywhere near your mouth and nose? That is disgusting. I mean, clearly, I'm, I'm not a terrible parent. I do wash it. <laughs> it is weird. Um, but so yeah. with him, we gave that to him when we were getting rid of his dummy. That was a very definite exchange, I guess, before he knew and we kind of phased it in. Um, and as I mentioned, he was pre-six months. But, you know, you're talking about um, maybe you're having conversations about swapping it if they're a bit older. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can actually take some children to choose something else that they are going to then sleep with. But just be very sort of focused on the fact that it is for sleep. I mean, I'm super guilty with Emily that she has 80 million white company cellular blankets and I let her take them everywhere, dragging them along behind her because I think it's cute when you see her in a little dress and wellies with a blanket trailing along behind her, but they're minging. So, you know, you have to be quite focused on what you want and what you find acceptable. Um, so, yeah. If- That's why you shouldn't feel guilty about it. We've talked about this. <laughs> exactly. You've made that decision. It's okay. You want to get a nice picture of her and wellies with her comfort. You know, she had had them for five years and I still don't think I've got that nice picture, but it's in my head. <laughs> so, yeah, you just, whatever you are switching out for, again, make sure that you're comfortable with it. Um, but, yeah, if a child's old enough to understand, then I would definitely involve them in the process, take them along, let them choose something, talk about something. Sometimes it's something that you've had. You know, adults have an old teddy or something that they had when they were wee and you can switch it out for your one and then it has a lot more meaning for the little one as well so I thought you were going to bring up the boxers comforters again um which I'm just going to tantalizingly tease you with because we talk about that more in the props and comforters episode um and yes boxers as comforters Every week we answer a listener question. One of you guys sends us in a wee question and we absolutely love answering them because it's really important to us that we are, you know, talking about the things that actually affect you guys rather than sitting here blethering about (laughs) random other things like boxer comforters or um, biting ears. 
Sorry, I went a bit, I went a bit astray with that one. It's really important to us that we talk about things that are relevant to you guys. Uh, so this week we have a question from Joanne. Hi, Kat and Sarah. My name's Joanne and I've got a two and a half year old who I've tried three or four times now to give up the dummy and I keep just giving up and giving it back to them. What can I do? Yeah, I mean, so that is something that we've obviously talked about. I cannot reiterate enough that you all have to be ready and it doesn't matter if you take it away 40 million times and then eventually they're old enough that they decide to give it up that's absolutely fine there's not it's not negative but do think about the use of it so you know keep it as a bedtime thing you know they're not going to be walking around with it hanging out their mouth they're not going to be talking with it in their mouth things like that so just really restrict the use of it but it's still there and you can also start to do things like you know I'm sure any dummy using parents are familiar with the, sorry. Soother. Soother using parents (laughs) are familiar with the, let's chuck 10 of them into the cot in the hope that they find one. Yeah. Or getting those clips or, you know, it definitely crossed my mind to somehow create some sort of like invention that replaced it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So just think about things like that. And instead of putting 10 in the cot, just put one in and things like that. So that, you know, you are... Although you're not removing it completely, you're reducing the use. Um, And yeah, think about why they're not ready to give it up. You know, if you've tried multiple times and they keep going back to it, it, it's just not the right time. That's the thing. It's not the right time for them. There are also other things that you can use. So you've got your traditional dummies, but actually if you um, do a quick Google, there's other shapes of dummy style things. So the one that I actually ended up with for Alf's was um, it was actually a teething toy shaped like an octopus and he would stick the body into his mouth and that was the bit that he ended up liking to chew and suck on. There's a brilliant thing called the teething banana. Yeah, I don't know if you, uh-huh. that um, the Amazon reviews on that are hilarious <laughs> as well, but it is that's really good. Um, yeah, so any like things like that. So transition away from the traditional soother onto something else. It's a different shape. Um, you know, a lot of the time they will then decide that actually they don't like the new shape, and so they'll naturally just drop it because it's not for them. And you can go through the ages because obviously, um, you know, if you look at soothers they do all have a sort of recommended age on them. Mm-hmm. And you can see, rather than saying, oh, you know, they're for babies, you can just say, well, now that you are three or now that you're four, this is the kind of soother that you need for your mouth. And so you're just gradually stepping away from it. But yeah, if you're not already, don't do it. Well, oh, if you're not, I thought you were saying, don't, don't do it, full stop. Yeah, if you're not ready to, don't do it. And just, and and also I think, you know, well, we, we threw in a bit of chat about parent guilt there, but like, don't beat yourself up about it. I mean, that's a really important part of what we're talking about too. Because I think, as we've mentioned, there's a bit of a weird societal feeling about dummies or soothers. And, you know, it's okay. And if you're, if you do want to get rid of it, brilliant, fantastic. But also if it's not working for you and your family right now, then take a pause and come back to it when you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, don't, don't be sort of bullied by other people. Yeah. That's, you know, a lot of like you said about when you were away, people commenting on it. It's really, you know, families do have an input. I remember getting that a lot. Um, you know, why is he still got? that thing in his mouth 
I guess again a wee bit like a lot of stuff like this they things go in and out of fashion and it might be that like when you know your own parents or parents-in-law or anyone or your grannies or whatever were were parenting they might have been frowned upon so they'll have very specific opinions about them and it's just trying to cut out that noise which is really really hard when you're also like what am I doing am I doing something wrong yeah definitely not as hard with all aspects so but um you're not a dummy for having a dummy baby's not a dummy for wanting their dummy and um it is just part of the process like a lot of things pre-parenthood you may have thought that you would never give your baby a dummy then they arrive and you realize what an idiot you were and you will never judge another parent again apart from maybe your granny when she suggests whiskey for teething (laughs) you may only have started giving it to them in the car or at bedtime but before you know it suddenly you and your baby are very attached to their soother And that is not a bad thing. We really want to reiterate that millions of dummies are sold every year and there are loads of reasons. They are an absolute godsend. I would not have done without one for my son. But there are a bunch of reasons that you might want to get rid of a dummy from having to be up multiple times a night to replace it to kind of hoping that your child won't end up going to school with one. We hope this episode helped in giving you the confidence to help your baby switch up their soother when you and they are ready. One final wee tip is please don't stress about it. If you're not ready, like we said, give it time. There is no right and wrong answer and we can pretty much guarantee that your baby will not have one when they go to high school. Unless that weird 90s trend for grown-ups to wear them around their necks comes back. Remember that? I think that was drug related though. So that's maybe a very bad reference. Sorry. I definitely had one in my neck. <laughs> right, wild child. Look after yourselves and sleep soon. <laughs>